Hi, this is Amy Lombardi. Welcome to TuneCore's Music Made Me podcast. I'm part of TuneCore's entertainment relations team, and I'm based in Austin, Texas. Today, we're going to talk about building your PR team. Why, when, and how. We're going to speak with Heather Wagner-Reed, founder and CEO of Juice Consulting, a PR and marketing firm based here in Austin. And then we're going to turn it over to Brandon Kinder, artist and songwriter in The Rocket Boys and The Wealthy West, and hear his point of view. Each of my guests is going to give some suggestions to all of our listeners on how to do PR, what a publicist can do for you, and kind of some tips on how to do it yourself. First up, let's talk to Heather Wagner-Reed, founder of Juice Consulting. I'm here today with Heather Wagner-Reed, founder and CEO of Juice Consulting, an Austin, Texas-based PR and marketing firm, in their 10-year anniversary this year. Welcome, Heather, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Hi, Amy. I'm so happy you're here with me. I am too. I am too. And hello, everybody. (laughs) So you have been uh, a publicist for a long time, Mm -hmm. and... uh, that's why I asked you here, because I feel like you have worked on projects at, at at every level. And I would like to first ask you for, you know, your definition of like, you know, we maybe people know what a publicist is, but what does a music publicist do? And what is their role? I, li- I think every publicist probably has a little bit of their own definition on that, because we all have our own personal touch that we bring to a project. Um I like to think of uh, of my role as a publicist as somebody who's kind of like a uh, someone who's a Sherpa that's holding the artist's hand and taking them into the darkness of the of the night <laughs> and revealing the light to them <laughs> and then shining the light on them. Um, really, it is to um, I want a publicist. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we do a lot of hand holding, a lot of coaching, but but the ultimate role of a publicist is to help gain earned media. Um, to help create community awareness, to build a buzz, to get a lot of people interested in your project, to get a lot of eyeballs on you, and to um, to help you get to the next level as far as building your brand as an artist um, in your local community or even nationally, or for that matter, internationally, depending mm-hmm. on how good you are. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing about publicity is it really never has to end. So that's once right. you get to the next place, then there's always the next place, and there's always the next place, which yep. is tough for publicists because Mm. you can look back and say oh I did this and then you could look ahead and say there's still all that I could do oh yeah I mean it's really a daunting task to think that you could actually you know manage the entire global campaign for one entity on your own but the, the truth of the matter is there are people out there that do that and do it really well you just need to have their focus and you need to have their dedication and, and they almost need to study the market in such a way that they do such a deep dive on you and what you have to offer and then they just build those bridges. But it just depends if you're you know working with one single person who can devote themselves to you or if you're working with an agency who represents a lot of artists. Um, could be that you're working with a label that has a public publicity arm. There's a lot of different scenarios and the more you look into those options, that's kind of how you can define what it is you're looking for. Yeah, I think that's really interesting what you just said about, uh, I mean, all of it's very interesting, but what you just said, especially about like the the intuition and the deep dive and how knowing your subject, your artist, your client, 
uh, your pro the project, how it could really help somebody be the best publicist for that for that yeah. project. Yeah. Um, so you you just touched upon something being like handling something globally, and so I want to go ahead and go backtrack for a second and just tell our listeners like some of the projects that you've been involved with and how you where you started in music in the music industry and how you ended up as a publicist uh and also then opening your own agency well the um the cool thing is is i actually studied pr majored in it so i'm i'm doing what i went to college for 25 years ago and it's uh i know right (laughs) i was thinking about that on the way i'm like how long have i been doing this Um, but it, I, I guess I got lucky. I love it. I love it. And, um, I studied, actually got a degree in journalism, went to the university of Georgia, uh, did a bunch of internships and all of them were relating to PR. And I really did start out with my eye on this as a career track. I did deviate at times, did a lot in the music industry. And when I deviated, it was either to a marketing role or to a artist management role, um, or, you know, sometimes to, uh, you know, at this point I'm doing a lot of strategic consulting, but I went from getting involved in college radio at WUOG to my first job was at an entertainment PR firm in Atlanta called The Headline Group to going to the Netherlands, getting out of the business a little while, eventually getting back in with a, a dot com that was a tech startup in the music industry and then a job at Universal Music. That was my path. And um, after working abroad for about five years, I saw that there were a lot of American artists that were rising to the top of um, the charts around the globe, it was everywhere because I was doing international marketing. So you name it, Japan, Singapore, Philippines, Mexico, Canada, um, all over Europe, American artists were, you know, doing pretty good. And I decided I want to go work with an American, big American artist. That's what I really want to do. I kind of set that manif- manifestation. <laughs> Didn't really think it would happen. And uh, fast forward, I was at a conference maybe about six months later and I happened to meet Matthew Knowles, dad of Beyonce and Solange. And then I worked with that family for five years, did uh, management and global marketing coordination. Then I started Juice in 2007 and have been uh, taking on independent projects ever since, both on the PR side and the marketing side. Yeah, I think your career path is just so cool because you got to do, you you got international exposure and you worked with what used to be, you know, what we used to call a music, like platinum selling artist, but we'll just now say multi-million streaming <laughs> artists or billion and uh and then you know you took all of that 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 big picture and that that strategic marketing and you do it on um for in for independent product projects and I just think it's so cool because there's so much I think artist development is so much fun so it is and here in Austin we have so much to to work with it really is like unbelievable an unbelievable mecca of talent so um, it's great to bring that experience here and also, you know, help developing artists, especially with the way the industry's changed. I mean, they just don't have the same resources. There's artist development is, it's changed so much since, you know, even 10, 15 years ago. So artists really have to develop themselves these days. I was just going to say that. Like, do, it, it, that's kind of like, it's been put back in the hands of the artists. Yeah. And, um, so that's kind of what today's podcast is, is about in regards to PR and, um, there, uh, our friend was just telling us, our friend Johnny Gowdy was just telling us that um, there was a band who had a, you know, a, a Facebook page and 
uh, in their social setup and some a good photo that they liked and then some phone photos of themselves and they had a publicist uh, before they even made any music and I, I could kind of see the point of that in a way I could um, I don't having been a publicist myself for 10 years I don't know that I would be taking on that band but I, I can see how there's a strategy to kind of build build interest from the very beginning um, it's nothing like you know they used to say like English bands as soon as they form the next the before they even play a show they have a sound person that makes a lot of sense to me because mm -hmm. you want you know what you what you want your sound to be about but um so I'd like to ask you some questions uh, on behalf of artists and, you know, when it's time for them to get a publicist and what they should look for. So what could could you could you share with our listeners what an artist should kind of consider before they hire a publicist, uh, either for the first time or for a specific project? Right. Um, <clears throat> I think, first of all, how far along you are in your development as an act you know um it's kind of probably hard to make that judgment call on your own because you are you know so passionate about your music and what you do um but the reality is this is a very competitive industry and it's a very commercialized industry and in order to compete on that level um you really need to make sure you've taken yourself as far along as you can with both your you know recorded um performances, your live performances, your songwriting, you know, your, 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 your social media, um, how you look online, your web, your web page, what your publicity photos look like, what your bio reads like, like there's a, there's just so many considerations. So before you make an investment in someone publicizing you, make sure that you're ready to be publicized right. <laughs> and that you've got some great stuff to share with the world. Yeah. Um, that's great advice. And, and Make sure everything works. Make sure it works. I mean, in, in that respect, you know, you've got all the things you need to think about as to how you want to present yourself publicly. But then, you know, I often tell artists, like, a great time to bring a publicist in is when you have some news to share. You know, um, when people sit down with me, I, my first question is, when is your next release coming out? Or do you have a tour coming up? What about a new video or what's what's the news because if we just start working with you on building a buzz I mean if you really want your bang for the buck I would say come to me when you have something really big to announce that helps us shape a campaign and I always like to work with people even if it's six months away that's never too soon for us because we can work with long lead strategy for you know long lead pitching and positioning and and kind of help you with the strategy at first um there's a lot that goes into a PR campaign, such as messaging, you know, defining what your key messages are, putting together, you know, your press materials, your bio, your, your press release, your, again, your photos. All these things need to be congruent to the project you're working on. So with, and this is what I learned when I was working with major labels was um, with every project, it's like a new breath of fresh air. You have to think about how to position it. It's not just the same old thing being regurgitated. It's new branding. It's a new look. You know, it's a whole new... Um, it's a whole new bio, you know, so, and, and what I like to say is like, let's coordinate all that around, you know, what did, you know, your album cover artwork, that's, that's an essential thing for a publicist to have to send out when they're pitching you. Like, it's like all these little things you need to think through and make it all cohesive. 
So, yeah, you just answered my question. Like, for an artist to be ready for a publicist, they need to have a lot of assets together. They need to have an idea of who they are as a band, what they're going to be talking about to the media. You want to let the media know that you're there. So what are you going to what what's there to tell them and what's unique about your band? Um, what is your criteria for taking on a new music project? And how do you determine whether or not that that project is ready to have a publicist because um, it, it costs money, obviously, to hire a professional, as it should. Um, so what are you looking for in a, in a project, in a, in a music-based project? Because I, I know Juice is actually, works in a lot of different layers and, and areas. And, um, you know, what's that criteria look like for you? Um, we look at a, a number of different areas. Uh, usually, you know, I sit down with the band and kind of go through um, what, you know, where they are in their career in general and what, what they're aspiring to do um, as a next step. And I evaluate, you know, are these guys, are these guys really there? You know, first of all, I listen to the music and I, that's, that's obviously a basic uh, fundamental thing is like, do I like the music? Am I passionate about this? Can I get into this? Can I advocate for this? Because I'm going to be going out there cheerleading for something and I want to be able to believe in it. So a lot of times we'll get, you know, clients that come in and I, I actually, you know, don't certainly don't work with everybody. And um, a lot of times I, if I can't work with someone as a PR client, I take them on as a consulting client because maybe I can help them in other ways. And there's always them get to that point that they will need a publicist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like a great example is a band that comes in and they have a great record, but they don't have their website, their photos. There's a lot of things that aren't really killing it. Um, And my first thing is, look, you know, we can work together on this. I can refer you to people. I can help you. But you got to have this whole package ready before we hit go. So if you need a few more months, why don't you go get that stuff ready and then come back in three months and we'll talk again. Same thing with a live show. A lot of times I'll see a band play live and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. This is not, not, not good enough for media. You know, the last thing we want is a great record, you know, a great physical album and a crappy show. So that's another situation where I'm like, look, you guys are going to have to bring it. You're going to have to work on this show. You're going to have to practice. You're going to have to rehearse. Here's some thoughts. Here's a couple coaches I know, that kind of thing. Um, But ultimately, a lot of it's gut feel. Like, I definitely want to work with artists who I think could be commercially successful or just successful, not necessarily in a national sense, but just even on a local sense. Um... I think, you know, sometimes it's like, do they have a couple great singles that are really going to turn heads? You know, what kind of concepts do they have for their video? Um, what's, what's the songwriting like? You know, how does the band look um, when they're um, sitting together? Are they, you know, are these guys going to work hard? You know, there's just so many considerations. That's really interesting that you said that because <clears throat> with that, what I'm hearing when you say, what does the band look like when they sit together and how hard are they willing to work is... Are they in this for the long haul? And so you, that seems to me like you're the kind of publicist who's interested in career artists and, uh, you know, working with folks who are going to work as hard as you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like people, people need to know how much work goes into this industry. It is not one of those things that just comes easily. You know, I have had the chance to see that. And uh, that's the kind of, I mean, the kind of, advice I give people is just that it's like you know if you're ready to get really serious and and bring it in every way we're going to look at all these areas 
then, you know, we can go into this together. A lot of times it starts off with just me, you know, again, holding their hand and giving them the best advice I can. Um, but then there's the artists and I have had a few of these that come in and they're ready. They are ready to roll. And there's a couple examples that I, I can talk about here in Austin, but, um, one of which I'm so proud of because like we didn't even have a lot of lead time to work on this project, but she was so ready that once we met, sat down, I saw everything she had. I said, okay, we'll we'll start this week, put the press release together, got it out. And within like a month and a half, it was everywhere. Does this person have three, does this person go by three names? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's very together. I'm going to give her a shout out. Jane Ellen Bryan. (laughs) She is, she is great. Yeah, she's so professional and yeah, she just had the whole thing, the single, the video, the photos, the the website. She was completely, completely in it, you know, to win it and just so, and she's just so, so professional. Um, and well, she, she had Frenchie Smith producing her, which doesn't hurt either. Yeah, yeah. And, and you get to, as a publicist, you get to just, like you said, you just get to go as soon as the you know the the marker goes off you get to just go and that's really helpful especially because you are I think you know a lot of publicists are aware that especially working with independent artists that they are paying usually out of a budget that they saved up for mm-hmm. and so that that's like it's not corporate money it's you know it's it's personal savings and uh, you you do want to maximize uh, everything that an artist is going to be able to get from the campaigns. And that's why it's really important to have everything together before you uh, hire your publicist, before you schedule your release date. You know, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. all, finish the record, but then do the photos, do the video, do everything, and then schedule the release date. And then you will really be able to enjoy and promote everything properly. Yeah. And I mean, I've even lately had a a few clients where we delayed the start of their campaign because they didn't have some of that stuff done. I mean, we signed the contract, we're ready to go, but realize like, okay, this is, there's some things that still need to be finished. And we're very flexible to, to work with people like that. And I hope that others are too, because some, I mean, I know in normal, the, the world of, you know, signing contracts, you sign up for a certain amount of months and a retainer and you got to stick with that. Um, but, you know, hiring a publicist, or anybody on your team for that matter is going to come down to basically hiring an individual and what their standards are, what their work, what their ethics are in work and how they feel they can support you and deliver. And, you know, um, you have to find somebody that you think you, that you can trust because it's more than just signing a contract. It's a, it's a very personal relationship, you know, and I couldn't agree more. I, I love that you just said that because it is, it is hard work and, um, you know, there are, I'm sure there are there are publicists who work differently, but I do think everybody likes to be successful in their work, and so um, yeah, it's it's that's great advice. Um, <clears throat> so I know we kind of reviewed some you know practical tips that you had for artists uh, to consider before hiring a publicist. You know, something to promote. Um, giving enough lead time for a project to make sure everything's in order and you can really maximize the time that you're paying the publicist, Um, get your social media accounts in order. Um, I mentioned getting your budget together, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, part of what everybody needs to be considering. Um, When you are meeting with artists, what do you wish they had asked? What do you, what do you want them to ask you? Not what do you wish they had, but what, what, what do you, like to hear what kind of questions do you like to hear from artists 
Well, um, I like when they ask me what my astrological sign is because that's just, oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, I think it's important for them to interview me yeah. and do the research, you know. I think it's really impressive when they've talked to other publicists and come in and say, you know, now here's what this, th- these people are offering this, these people are offering this, how do you compare? And to to really do a, to do a deep dive into what their investment's going to get out, you know, what they're investing in, essentially. You know, that's a brilliant idea also because then they get to see how you pitch right mm-hmm. then and there. They get to see mm-hmm. how you pitch. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a, good, that's a great all, idea. We're all in business here. You know, it's nice when people are looking at this objectively and, um, you know, it is hard to find a publicist that's right for you because nowadays it's so competitive that even getting a great radio promoter or a great social media slash digital marketing person, it's all so competitive. Everyone wants to work with artists they love. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And those who don't, you got to question, I'm sorry, but you got to wonder how, what their standards are. So in my mind, getting a good person on your team, even if you're paying them, is a win. Yes. <laughs> you know? That's true. That's really true. <laughs> so <clears throat> how do you, um, how do you manage clients' expectations? Because... I know as a former publicist myself, uh, I know that it, that it has changed a lot since I've been active in PR, but editors get hundreds of, of submissions for music and pitches a day. And, um, you know, a lot of times artists may think, well, I'm hiring a publicist now, so they should be able to do everything that I wasn't able to do. Um, I kind of think that things went in steps. Um, so how do you kind of manage those client expectations? And w- what would you say to an artist who had those expectations? Well, we try to, I think we try to explain from the get-go. We do a lot of, you know, sit-down meetings and kind of tell them what we're busy with um, from the get-go. If a client does have some sort of expectation that doesn't fall in line with what we're doing, we, we definitely, you know, say, look, that's actually somebody else's role. We, for example, a really confusing one is radio airplay sure people think oh you're gonna pitch this to radio right it's like no 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 we'll pitch you for interviews but i'm not in charge of pitching for airplay that's a specific role that's a radio promoter now granted if i know the the guy in charge and he's a friend i'll be happy to share that cd you know but i'm not i'm not doing that for all the radio stations all over texas that's just not that's a whole nother role and a whole nother focus so sometimes it's about educating your client sitting down with them about what you do specifically um, we do a lot of reporting. We try to like every two weeks, more or less, we share a progress report with our client with a lot of detail as to what the pitches are looking like. Cause I don't, you know, with publicity, it takes a lo- sometimes it takes a long time to place stories. It could take months and people don't understand. I've had clients call me, I put a press release out and the next day. They're like, what happened? I'm like, uh, mm, guys. Okay. <laughs> let me just quilt. <laughs> Let's bring that down a little bit guys. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's it's not going to happen like that. I mean, yeah, you might get some early blog pickup. Um, it depends. It, you know, it depends what level artist you are. But um, this is it's a timely process. So we like to share the the pitch notes because we want people to know like, okay, here we're talking to these folks and here's what they're saying. And if they say we're not interested, we want you to know. If they say we're considering, we want you to know. If they haven't gotten back to us, we want you to know. And that's kind of how we keep people abreast of, of what we're doing. I remember as a publicist getting, you know, an email or a callback, any kind of feedback that was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll check it out. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) 
Because then you have something to work with. You have something to, you know, follow up on. And, you know. It's not a no. It's not a no. It's not a no. So um, could you, uh, you already did kind of share some experiences about um, when, when artists came to you with everything together. But do you, do you want to share any um, times that you worked on a campaign and things really came together and um, why, like, looking back on it, why you think those things kind of like f- fell into place. I don't know that, the, yeah. I don't, I don't really believe in like magically fell into place. I believe in like timing and good, like think people are ready for it and the timing worked and there's hard work mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. I think that um, one of my very favorite um, case studies <laughs> um, <laughs> is Emily Bell because she was really one of the first, um, well, let's just say, it was a really interesting opportunity to work with her because she basically, her her mentality was, I want to put this out by myself and I want to recreate what a record label would do. So what, what we did as her team for her first record was basically create like a virtual label. And I was both doing the PR and the product management on that. We hired a radio promoter who was based in was he out Las Vegas? We hired a video promotions company out of the Northeast. We hired we had a guy handling social media. We had we had like a full blown team, just like a label. And I have to say, you know, Emily had what it took to become a very, very beloved, cherished Austin artist. But she went from, you know, basically I got the C D from John Evans who produced it and was co writing on it. And he said, You this is really good. You have to listen to it. And I'll never forget it. Like that little C D was totally, you know, what do they call it? Um, it's just a promo thing. And I popped it in. I'm like, I've got to work on this. And I just so believed in her. And till this day, I feel like Emily, you know, she within a year, she was she was voted, you know, best new artist in Austin and got a ton of accolades nationally, ton of press nationally. It was gangbusters. And um, I'm just so proud of that because and we spent a good year on that project. It wasn't like two months, three months. It was build, 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 build. It was just like a label would do it. And um, that's a great example. I think, you know, she's kind of an Austin, an Austin, a beloved Austin artist now and has put out a lot of other records since on her own. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And now she gets to be, I just said that's amazing. And now she, and now she kind of has a, 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 this really strong foundation to go, to go anywhere from that, from kind of spending that year immersed in promotion and working. Yeah. On strategies, yeah. So, what are some what are some challenges you've seen in a PR campaign, or what what could they face? Um, some of the some of the all cha- things being, uh, I'm going to interrupt you for one second just to say, like, you know, it all the stars aligned for you. Mm-hmm. You felt for this project. You wanted to be involved. I've had those projects, and still, yeah. Sometimes there were times when it just didn't come together, yeah. and you're just like, why? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes I mean, we do have similar approach for all of our clients. So it's like, why would one be, you know, gangbusters and another one be, well, you know, just so-so. I think sometimes it has to do with the market that you're positioning in. Um, Austin is a very, I think we've got a lot of diversity here, but I think that that there's certain types of artists that really thrive here, you know. And um, I think that a couple of misnomers, some things that I've seen is like a really good artist that's 
completely amazing live, but they don't have that single on the record. That's not, that's just not going to get the traction from a bit, you know, from a, from radio support or even a great video. Like they, they could be killer live, but they still are struggling with that amazing single or two singles or three singles. Um, sometimes, um, you know, the record doesn't, um, resonate for everybody the same way it would for me. For example, if you know, I feel like we pick them pretty good, but sometimes I'm, I could say, you know, I really think this artist has a lot of potential. But honestly, th- looking back, I think sometimes those guys could have more potential in, in markets like New York, L.A. or Nashville. You know, so it's, it's, it's not always easy to predict. Um, but one thing that is important is the quality of the, of the, of the projects. And um, no matter what, at the end of the day, you you stood by that project and you you did the hard work and you did everything you could. I mean, at the end of the day, you do your very best. And you know, uh, the challenges though are, yeah, I think that's those are some of the things I've experienced. Yeah, there's there's still, you know, there's always something that has been that's new and that has been achieved. But it, sometimes it's just not what like the publicist thought it would be mm-hmm. and and so it's not yeah. even I, sometimes I've seen like the 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 artists not even kind of feel that way but for the publicist it's it can be challenging because mm-hmm. you just maybe have it uh, more expectations so I, I can't thank you enough for being here today mm-hmm. this is thank just you I'm so honored talking with you um you have any parting thoughts on a PR and when to hire a publicist for our listeners? Um, I would say this, that yes, I have one thing, one piece of advice, and that is there's there's just like anything, there's good publicists and there's bad publicists out there. And so do your homework. If you're going to do this and make the investment, ask around, get referrals, research people, look at things they've been pitching and see the results. You can do that. It's a Google search, you know. Um, and regardless of how good anyone is, it's your job to manage that person. Don't expect that because you're handing them a check that they're going to do an exceptional job and kill it for you. I mean, I hate to say this, but this is your business. You are in charge of your business. So manage the people you hire and put energy into understanding if they're doing the job the way they need to be doing it. I mean, that would be my advice um, because it's an important decision to, to put money into that direction and hopefully it'll pay off for you. I think that's great advice. Thanks, Heather. And congratulations again on uh, Juice Consulting's 10-year anniversary. And um, again, I've been joined by Heather (laughs) Wagner-Reed. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Now we're going to hear an artist's perspective and talk to Brandon Kinder of the Wealthy West and the Rocket Boys. So I'm here with Brandon Kinder uh, of the Rocket Boys and the Wealthy West. And uh, also the best person I know. Welcome, oh, welcome, Brandon, to TuneCore's podcast, Music Made Me. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for joining us today to talk about um, setting up your PR team and when to do that. Uh, we want to give some practical advice to musicians on when, when it's a good time to hire a publicist, when you could do it on your own. Cool. So... Um, Let's start out with like, could could you tell our listeners about how long you've been making music professionally? Yeah, well, um, I've been playing in the Rocket Boys since 2003. Um, 
but I guess I was I didn't quit my day job until 2011. So kind of at some point between the two, it became a profession. Right. Mm. So. And so right now you have you have two projects. And at times, I think you have more than two projects because you're working <laughs> on collaborations. Um, yeah. But between your two current projects, which are the Rocket Boys and your solo work, which you call the Wealthy West, how many albums and EPs have you released? Um, with the Rocket Boys, I've got three um, full-length albums, four EPs, two live records, and one kind of like special acoustic full-length record that we did. Um, and then with the Wealthy West, I have one EP and one full length and i'm about to start just any day now recording my second full length for that project oh that's exciting to know so yeah. I, I know for some of these releases especially in the beginning you worked the publicity campaigns for yourself by yourself um could you share some of the nuts and bolts of what that early work entailed yeah for sure i mean a lot of it is just like kind of looking online and seeing who is talking about either your friends' bands or bands that you admire. Um, just kind of looking at different blogs and seeing who's like writing about kind of your genre of music. And just a lot of it is just doing the research up front. And usually these blogs and publications will have some sort of contact link somewhere. Um, and just making a huge spreadsheet and just figuring out who's who you can talk to and then trying to send a million emails. So I, I think that that's such a great suggestion and, and in that spreadsheet to have like a note section where you would put kind of like they wrote about so-and-so or they included so-and-so in their top 10 list and, and just kind of getting an idea of what, what the editors and writers' tastes are so you know who might be interested in, in your project musically or like in a news way, if they cover something of a certain kind of a certain type of project, that's a great yeah, idea. For so, sure. And so a lot of times they have like specific writers that do different things. So you need to look past just the publication and kind of see who individually is writing. And if they don't have their contact info, they usually have like a Twitter by account or some way that you can kind of figure out who's how to contact who's writing about what. How hard was it to uh, write to those those writers and editors on, on on your own as the musician, as the creative person? Um, I mean, the thing is, like, they get a billion and a half emails probably every day writing from these bands that nobody's heard of. Um, and so you just kind of have to, to work through being scared that they're not going to respond to you. Because a lot of times they don't respond to you, so you either got to follow up or just keep hitting the people that are responding to you. And there's, you know, so that's why it's good to do a lot of research and get as many different publications as you can um, in order to just have as many fires stoked as possible, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And that's something I just want to say that those two magic words that you just said, um, that any publicist or any artist doing their own PR should do is follow up. So important. Yeah, definitely. And it's not personal. Uh, sometimes it's like you said, people are getting a billion emails or maybe a little bit less. And then it's just a matter <laughs> of timing and it's a matter of, you know, when that date is relevant to somebody, especially if it's a show happening. Um, I always like to put the date and the show and the artist and where 
where they were playing in the subject header so that the, mm-hmm. the editor would know, oh, this is a live music thing. Or yeah. put the, you know, new release and then the, the artist and the name of the album in the subject header so they knew it was an album release. So Yeah, for sure. And it's good to keep it as personal as you can too. And if there's any if you have any sort of interaction with the publication, like kind of make it sound like you know what you're talking about, not just writing a forum letter and sending it out to a million places, but try and really like, you know, hey, I loved your article on so-and-so. Um, I'm kind of in a similar vein. Or, hey, you talked about my friend's band, blah, blah, blah. You know, like there's a lot of ways that you can make it sound more personal than just, hey, I am X and I have release. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. That, I mean, that's it takes effort to do that. But it's really important because if you know what that publication or that blog or that that media outlet's covering, and you could see yourself in there, you could say, "Hey, this section we might fit in this section." You know, yeah. maybe maybe you're not ready for a feature length story, but maybe there's kind of like the the one pager or the photo preview. I love that you yeah. you've done that. So, what what kind of things did you learn from those early PR experiences? Like you said, uh, make it personal, but but follow up. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think following up is, is one of the keys. Like you said, I mean, I mean, I get like four emails a day and I hardly ever respond to any of them. And so you think about these people, like they're just, they're just humans. They may miss an email or they may just, they may forget about it. And even though they, uh, they could be very interested in what you're trying to get across to them. So I think just persistence is also a thing to really, uh, focus on. I agree with that. Be persistent, but polite. Exactly. Yeah. So at what t- at what point did you realize you were ready to hire like a professional publicist? Like when did, because I, I know you've, you've done this a lot on your own. And then I know that you've hired a publicist. So at what point, like what was your tipping point where you're like, okay, it's time to hire somebody for this project. What were some of the criteria that it made sense for you then? Well, I think um, the, the first time we ever used a publicist was, um, when we were releasing our first full length album. And at that point we had just hired a new management company and we kind of had some things going on that were kind of notable. Um, and we wanted to, we wanted to get a bigger, uh, base than we, we could otherwise. Um, and so, I mean, we, you know, we kind of exhausted all of our own resources and wanted to, to be able to kind of get some new ground, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we were just talking to Heather Wagner Reed of Juice Consulting, and she said that she really liked it when people showed up with like all of their assets together. Like the the rec, obviously the record is completed, but the bio is ready, the photos are there, there's a video, there's everything's kind of ready to go. Yeah, that's one thing that I will say is too when you're writing these emails, if you're doing it yourself or or otherwise. Um, you want to make it as easy for the people that you're sending it to as possible to get as much information as you can. Um, so like put, put links to like stream the record instantly. You don't want to send like download codes cause nobody wants to download an album right now. Um, put pictures or links, you know, just make it as easy as you can and put all the info that they would need in there so they can just scan it and see if they're interested or not. I think that, uh, yeah, I think links are huge. I think that sending attachments is really tough, but people are really into links. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so when you did hire publicists, what did you, what did you kind of look for in the publicists you'd, you hired? Um, I mean, I, I think when I first was starting to look for a publicist, I was, 
looking for like my favorite bands and who their publicist was. Um, and when I realized I couldn't afford my favorite band's publicist, <laughs> um, I, I kind of went through um, kind of the the affordability of different publicists and reputation. I, I kind of talked to my friends who are maybe at a level just above me to see what they were working with. Um, and so I think um, just reputation and price, like you, you don't want somebody that's just going to take your money and not do anything. You want to make sure that it's somebody that's that has something um, that, that's provable that they've done before. Um, I think sometimes, you know, we've worked with people that are in the same city as us in Austin, and sometimes we've had some people that are, that live in a totally different state. Um, and there's, it's it's kind of half of one or six of one, half dozen of the other. Like, it was nice to be able to meet face to face with with our publicists on one hand. But then on the, the same token, like the internet is there, FaceTime is there. Like you can, if they live far away, you can still kind of meet and plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So but I think the main thing is just making sure that it's a publicist that has something under their belt that they can show to you, you know, or that you can see on their website. That's good advice. Uh, and bands, maybe that you've heard of the bands that they're working with, because that would show that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what were the, some of the benefits of having a publicist compared to you doing the, the publicity on your own? Well, I think um, it's a publicist's job to know everybody and to know all the publications and people who are working for it. And so they have got those relationships that you just won't have as just an artist. You know, So when I'm sending a million emails to just anybody I can think of, they're sending them to people that they've worked with before and people that they know um, have responded to them before. Um, and they just have experience, like knowing exactly what to send, um, to make the biggest impact, you know? And a lot of times it's great beyond just sending emails. Like they know, you know, they can help you brainstorm ideas that would be good for your own publicity. Like, well, Hey, maybe you should consider doing this or this because this, this one blog is looking for something interesting, not just like, a band's bio right you know and so it's good to have somebody that that knows what people are looking for and kind of that other content realm because right now um content is everything you know we're not just releasing albums we're putting out videos we're doing exclusive things here and there so it's good they they kind of know some other things that you may not think of yeah they so have that's their, been... sorry i was gonna say they have their ear to the ground in a way that it might be yeah. difficult for an artist too yeah for sure what were some uh and and you can be kind here. What were some, what are some challenges <laughs> of uh, of having a publicist um, for a, an independent artist who is you know really saved that money for a publicity budget? Well, I mean, sometimes you just you'll hire a publicist and they just don't work magic, you know, and you kind of always expect them to just like put you on the Tonight Show and get you on Rolling Stone, but you know, they're not always going to be able to do that. And sometimes they they just get like a lot of smaller things. And, you know, and, and it's hard sometimes when you're when you're kind of, you know, your your band and your brand is your your baby. It's your main thing. And when you when you give control of that to somebody else and they're not really performing in the way that you think they should, whether whether what you think is accurate or not, um, sometimes it can be a little bit disheartening if if they're not performing like you would like them to. 
I think that's why that's such a great point. But I think that's why it's so important for artists to do this role on their own before they hire somebody so that they really have kind of like a hands on idea of what it's what it entails. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of times, I mean, you're, you know, you're one band out of a million bands that sound exactly the same for the most part, you know, and a lot of times um, publicists can help you like kind of create that story that makes your band interesting, that makes you set apart from other bands, you know, because because, yeah, there's a lot of singer songwriters out there. There's a lot of like rock and roll bands out there. So so it's it's just important to kind of be open minded when you're working with these publicists because they they know what's going on and sometimes your idea of what needs to happen isn't always the best idea of what should happen that's a good point so thanks (laughs) so (laughs) i know you mentioned that you have started a media database um what are some other kind of practical tips that you could suggest to our listeners for um for when they're going to start doing their own pr and maybe in the beginning of a project or at the beginning of developing a new a new brand Mm -hmm. well yeah like heather mentioned before it's you got to get all of your assets in order so you got to make sure you have a good bio and in order to do that maybe like look at some other bios that you think are interesting and figure out and if you're not a good writer you know like we just asked our friend in college that was like a journalism major or something to to work on our bio with us so that way it didn't sound stupid, you know, and, and you got to make sure you have like professional photos and, and, um, you know, figure out how to write that, that kind of personal email that doesn't necessarily sound like a form email. You know, there's, there's a lot of different things, um, to just kind of get organized before you're ready to start sending out those, those emails to all those publicists. That's true. And, and the emails that say, Hey, what do you do? Big plans this weekend? So I have a new record coming. <laughs> yeah, maybe they shouldn't it's be that not, personal. Yeah, no, they should not. They sh- I'm just going to say they should not, unless you really know the person. Yeah. So while we're here talking about publicity, I'd like to give you the opportunity to be your own publicist. Oh, and tell, tell us what you're working on right now. We're going to get a new Wealthy West record, you said. Yeah, so I... Uh... I'm going to start recording that record this week. Um, I won't give you an actual release date. You can uh, look for an email from my publicist about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. Um, The Rocket Boys released an album called Certain Circles earlier in the spring this year. Um, uh, Just a month and a half ago, I released kind of a duet album with my friend garrison star that you can look up it's called garrison star and the wealthy west um so yeah just always trying to stay busy making music so yeah well thanks again for joining us it's great hearing your point of view on uh on all this work because i know you've done it yourself and uh, i know you've worked with pros and uh it's just it's really helpful for our listeners to have an artist's point of view on this so thank you so much brandon Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope I was uh, some sort of help. You were. (laughs) So, uh, Brandon Kinder of The Rocket Boys and The Wealthy West. Thank you. Yeah, see ya. That's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Amy Lombardi for TuneCore's Music Made Me podcast. (laughs) 